he really did do it. This company went from struggling, only having sold 70 America's Most Haunted before they made them limited, to selling 1,750 games through in one day. This is the American dream. This is why we love Spooky. Let's talk about it. You know, there are times in life when you hope you're wrong. You know, like when you say to yourself, is that a bill? And then you hope it's not a bill. Is he going to make that jump? And you hope he makes the jump. Are they going to sell 1,750 games? I don't think so. And yes, they did. Canada was wrong. This company sold through. Now, there is a difference between selling out and selling through. But to them, to Spooky Pinball as a company, 1,700 and 50 games were spoken for in one day. Not even one day, in less than a day. In half a day's time, just a few hours, Halloween Pinball and Ultraman sold through to customers and distributors of the United States and Europe and wherever else in the world people were trying to get this machine, 1,750. And I just wanna say, first and foremost, congratulations to Charlie Emery, to Bug, to Kate, to Luke, to everybody over there, to Ben Heck, to the entire Spooky family. They're all over there and they must be having one of the most emotional moments in their lives. And I mean that. And the emotions they must be overcome with are more than just joy and celebration. I bet there were a lot of tears yesterday in Benton, Wisconsin, because when you reach this point and there's a moment in your life where what you believed in, what you worked so hard to achieve, there were many years when they probably wanted to hang it up. There were probably many people that were angry at them, that were obstacles to get to this point. This is such a moment of unbelievable satisfaction and unbelievable emotion overtakes you when you get to this point in life. Your dream is fulfilled in a lot of ways when you come up with a concept to make a pinball company in Benton, Wisconsin, to go around America with America's Most Haunted, and you could barely sell 70 games. I remember those years. They remember those years, and they had to limit it to 150 before they would sell. But all of that struggle, all of that hard work, all of the learnings they had, all of that, they continue to reinvest in their company and they reinvested in themselves to get to this point. And that is why yesterday, it's more than just a moment of whether or not Halloween or Ultraman will sell as a theme. What sold yesterday and what people invested in yesterday wasn't just these two themes. They invested in the American dream. They invested in a family. They invested in people they believed in. And this is such an amazing moment. And I love doing this show because I love talking about this. The personal connection this company has to the community, it showed how powerful that is yesterday. It showed that that is more powerful than almost anything in life. When you care about people, they will care about you. 
And yesterday, the pinball community and people out there showed that they care about Spooky Pinball, that they value Spooky Pinball, and that they are willing to jump in and enjoy themes that might be a little bit obscure. I know Halloween's not, but Ultraman is. That that doesn't matter. That if you love this, I'm willing to see what you love. I'm willing to jump in on the thing you love because guess what? We love you. And that is something that marketing can't create. It's something that products don't create. It's something that human connection creates. And I see it and I love it and I love seeing Charlie and company and Luke and Bug and I love seeing the spooky pinball in the community on pin side talking to you in real time about their games and they are connected to everybody they're not hiding behind lawyers they're not hiding behind walls they're not hiding behind false promises they're in the community and yesterday the community told them what that meant to them and that is why yesterday Canada was wrong when Canada said they wouldn't sell out in one day now, I don't know if they've all been spoken for. I did say that you would probably be able to get one the next day, which is today. And I bet some distributors still have these products. So don't get me wrong. They sold through. It didn't sell completely out. But that doesn't matter. If you're over at Spooky Pinball, you sold every single game you had. They are now spoken for. Your sales force now might have a few to sell to customers, but many, many people tried to get through the door yesterday. So many people so that the website or their internet went down, that there were issues at the beginning of this. I will talk about this a little bit now. So at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I went over to Spooky Pinball and I went to go see what it was like and the website started to crash. And there was obviously way more traffic trying to order these games all at once because at Spooky pinball first come first serve and also that's the order they build their game so if you get an early build Ultraman or Halloween you're gonna get your game soon if you get at the end of the line it could be 18 months so that's another reason why there's like all of this cattle just bombarding spooky pinballs page by the way this page looks like it was built like 20 years ago at this point Chuck and company I have to be honest you've just made a few million bucks Invest in a new website. That thing looks like a WordPress site from like 20 years ago, but that's okay. It's part of the charm of this company is that even the website looks like it came from like the 90s. But the point is everybody was trying to get in and then people could get the games in their carts. And then what was happening was their merchant who handles all their credit cards, uh, they were having issues because of how many were coming through because it seemed fraudulent, right? Imagine if you're that merchant, there's like months where nothing's coming through. Then all of a sudden you're seeing, you know, fan club memberships, $45 here, $45 there, you know, and it's paced out over a period of months. And all of a sudden, in like five minutes, there's like $2,000, $2,000, $2,000, like hundreds of people are trying to submit like $2,000 orders. Now, I know that caused a headache for some of you out there and some of you out there got frustrated, but I will say this. I went on there and I saw it crash and I kept reloading and I got through and I got games in the cart and they solved the problem eventually. So if you were persistent, you got a game. So I don't want to see anyone run to Pinside and say, oh, because of that, I couldn't get a game. No, that is not true. 
if you were on that site for the first half hour or hour of your life, you got a game. And you could have got a game at Nitro or Joe Newhart at Pinball Star. There were distributors who were online and active telling people they have games available. Just hit me up and I'll get you a game. So this was not a case in which you just couldn't get it and then that was it, right? This wasn't like when I sold Pepsi Perfect and in 15 minutes they were sold out and that was it. Like you could get a game. You could get a game. So there were some bugs there. There is some stuff they need to sort of iron out with their ordering process. And I'm going to say this right now. I think Spooky Pinball has another golden marketing opportunity. Spooky, listen to me right now. They simply should sell VIP fan club memberships. And what would you pay? What would you pay to be able to cut the line and get one of the first 100 games made? This is a really interesting opportunity for them as well because imagine if they said, hey, for 500 bucks, you get to join the ultra-exclusive spooky VIP fan club and you get to cut the line and part of the first 100 games, you will get one of them and we're only going to sell 50 of these for $500. I bet they could sell every single one. I bet they could sell every single one and people wouldn't even care to hand over that money. They would feel good about it and they would also love to know that they don't have to enter into this mad dash, this Le Mans start to get one of these games. But you know what? For me, I actually find it kind of fun that it's like this first come first serve because remember, Stern Pinball doesn't do this. Stern Pinball doesn't open up the order banks online and you get to come through the door and first come first serve. That would have been fair to get a Mandalorian LE. They didn't do that. Jersey Jack didn't do it with their collector's edition. The only company that actually gives you a shot in a way that doesn't require you have years and years of relationships with your distributor. I mean, that's where Stern's at. Nobody can get anything from Stern anymore. It's an absolute market for flipping. This is different. There is no way these are all flippers coming through the door. These are fans coming through the door. Now, will people flip these machines and try to make a profit? Absolutely. Is flipping ruining the pinball industry? Absolutely not. It's been with us. It's always going to be with us. And I don't think these games are going to be like Mando LE flipping where like all these are all of a sudden $14,000, $15,000. That's not going to be the case. I mean, let's also face the facts that these are still Ultraman and Halloween, right? So there are definitely fan bases for these properties, but I don't think you're going to see the type of like, oh, two to 3000 over sticker like you did on Rick and Morty. Because Rick and Morty is arguably a more contemporary, popular theme, and there was only 750 Rick and Mortys. So this also just puts more spooky games into the world. There's a thousand more games that they released yesterday than Rick and Morty. So I think you're going to see prices around this be pretty steady. And I think that's good. And I think people who bought these machines want these machines. And I think, yes, there will be a chance to get them from secondhand people. But I don't think this is going to be some stupid like Manduel Lee situation where if you go on the marketplace right now on Pinside, look how dumb it is. Go look at how many Manduel Lees are up for sale. And it's like all of these guys are colluding with each other trying to set the price at like 13.5. It's stupid. I think Stern should figure out a way to do it like this, where you give new people in the hobby a chance to get the LE versions of your game. Because if you're new and you want Godzilla LE, the only thing you're going to be able to do is pay way over sticker. So there was a mad dash to get the games. And those of us who said, no way, we were wrong. We were wrong. And like I said, this is one of the good things in life to be wrong about. And I'm glad that I was wrong about this. 
The other thing this shows is simply that things will sell right now in this marketplace like crazy. And I know a lot of the spooky goodwill is the reason why this happened yesterday. But this is showing the strength of the pinball market. And it's showing that now is a great time to get products out there. We can't ignore the fact that these games sold without gameplay even being revealed to people. What does that say about pinball? That just shows how crazy hungry people are for pinball machines. It shows that people are crazy in love with spooky pinball. American pinball couldn't do this. Deep Root Pinball couldn't do this. Haggis Pinball couldn't do this. There is a level of love for Spooky to be able to sell this many games in one day. And that is an amazing thing. I am just going to say right now, out of all the companies in pinball right now, if I were to mark them by brand love and brand affinity, I think Stern and Spooky are just running away with it. And I'm not taking anything away from Stern. I, people love Stern. These two companies now, Spooky Pinball and Stern Pinball, that is where people have the love. Now, Stern also has a lot of haters because Stern makes so many games and people think Stern cookie cuts and there's some truth to that. And Stern Pinball gets looked at differently than Spooky. We do not judge these two companies and their games apples to apples. Also, Stern Pinball is very not present within the community. Stern Pinball does nothing on Pinside. They don't do much on Facebook. They don't connect with us. They don't really care to talk to us. They are so successful. They don't even have time to talk to each person. Spooky Pinball does. Now, as Spooky Pinball grows and Spooky Pinball has thousands of customers, it too will become more challenging for this small family company in Benton, Wisconsin to stay that way. And the big challenge for Spooky Pinball, and I've seen this, and, and I just say this out of love to the family over there. The big challenge for Spooky Pinball is everyone's going to have to keep the egos in check and remember what got them there. And this is always hard. When you grow and you become successful and the money comes pouring in and those people who said Ultraman's never going to sell and it sold 500, you're going to have to fight to keep that ego in line because it happens. It happens when you have success and you have this kind of success. And it doesn't happen overnight for this company, but overnight what happened was magnanimous for them. And there's going to be a lot, a lot of people's heads getting pretty big and they deserve to be. And you deserve to feel that way. But that's going to be the challenge is we can't forget where we came from. We can't forget what got us here. What got us here was connecting to this community, listening to what they want, continuing to make better games. And ultimately what got us here, and if I'm Chuck and I'm sitting people in the room, what got us here is quality. And we've had our quality issues over the year, but we've continued to make these games better and we've continued to put quality product out in the world and take care of our customers when they have issues. And that's been Spooky Pinball's story. And I do believe that's been the theme of 2021 for me. It's all about quality. It's about the human touch and quality. And just look at Jersey Jack Pinball over the last year. Look at how the mood has changed. Look at how the conversation has changed. I get that they had quality issues again with their play fields, but that wasn't really where they dropped the ball. Yes, they did drop the ball with that again, but the major ball they dropped over at Jersey Jack Pinball was they stopped talking to us. They took away the human touch. 
They listen to the lawyers. They're sending out emails that lawyers are writing and they're not communicating with us. They're hiding from us. They're banning Canada on the Facebook page. They unfriended Canada because he wanted to talk about the quality issues. What they're doing, and I keep trying to get them to change this course, it is the biggest mistake Jersey Jack Pinball is making is removing the human touch from their connection to the community and doing everything behind closed doors and emails that no one can read. And that is what lawyers will tell you to do. That is what financial accountants will tell you to do, but they're not doing the right thing. And I think that's another reason why Spooky Pinball, who's so transparent and so upfront with us, and Spooky Pinball has had their share of issues. They've had their playfield quality issues, but unlike Jersey Jack Pinball, Spooky Pinball went and they fixed their playfield issues. I think another reason why people went in on these games and were so excited to go in on these games, there's not one person who's buying a Spooky Pinball machine in 2021 who does not feel like they're going to get the best pinball playfield in the world today. They are. Their playfields are the best. These art packages are phenomenal. The game is packed. Both games are packed. They're the same game. But it's so exciting to know that you went in on something and there's nothing you're worried about right now other than probably is the game any good? Because nobody knows if the game's any good. And that's the, that's the funny part, right? It's like nobody even knows if these games are good. But I am going to take their word for it that they're good. But it's like I said at the beginning, they've created something more powerful than gameplay. Think about that, people. This company has created so much goodwill, it's more powerful than gameplay. And I'm already starting to see some of the Led Zeppelin apologists. They know who they are, Beezleboob. I see them on Pinside trying to make these excuses like, well, tournament players love Led Zeppelin and tournament players might not like these games. And I'm here to tell all of you once again, nobody cares what the tournament players think. These games are selling not because of flow, not because tournament players, or stacking scores and rule sets. And it's not a knock against tournament players, but I just always hate that excuse that a stripped down game that has nothing in it is great if tournament players like it. Guess what? Tournament players have to learn how to play almost every game. So it doesn't matter if any game makes it into a tournament, then they have to play that game. So what's this thing about the opinions of tournament players matter more? No, home buyers have spoken and they wanted these games. I also think it must be amazing for Charlie and family who visited the people who make Ultraman over in Japan to bring this product to market and to see the success of it. I mean, if you're those Japanese people behind Ultraman, how honored are you that this little company in Benton, Wisconsin took a gamble on a theme not many people in America were asking for, if any, and see how successful it did. What a great moment for those folks as well. And there must be so much pride by Charlie and company to call them up and say, hey, guess what? They sold out immediately. Like that's such an amazing feeling. And that must make everybody feel so good. And Chuck, if you go to Tokyo again, I want to go because I love Tokyo and anyone who's been to Japan, I always say this, you should go to Japan before you buy your next pinball machine. It is an experience like no other. And also what I love about yesterday is simply this, no other company out there would bring you themes like this. Stern Pinball, for as big as they are, it is a little cookie cutter. Another comic book, another movie, another dad rock band. At some point, it gets old, it gets stale, 
and I like that we have Spooky Pinball bringing us more obscure titles. And I can only dream about two things, and this is what my dreams are for Spooky Pinball. Because they are working with John Carpenter's Halloween, and they have a relationship somewhere with John C., John Carpenter also made Big Trouble in Little China. And after seeing yesterday, Charlie, if you make Big Trouble in Little China, if you thought there was a mad dash to get these games with Halloween and Ultraman, just wait till they drop something like a Big Trouble and Little China out into the world. Just wait until they drop a Scooby-Doo into the world. Like, I know they're building one more building next door to build all these games. They could build three more buildings next door and offer three more titles like this, and everyone would be like, take my money now right now. I mean, that's the vibe with Spooky Pinball. Now, I want to say something a little bold. I want to say something a little controversial right now. If I'm Spooky Pinball and I'm reinvesting in this company, and I'm able to make now two games a year and possibly three if we keep growing. What I'm doing, what I'm looking at is this. And this is like they were minor leagues, they were boutique, now they're pretty major league in pinball. They are, they are. If you look at how many games people are making, they're, they're right up there. If I'm Spooky Pinball, I want to throw out a crazy what if. What if Spooky Pinball took some of the money from all of this success and reinvested it in one thing? and grabbed personnel from some other company. What if Spooky Pinball went and tried to get Keith Elwin? Or Spooky Pinball went out there and tried to get Eric Minier? Do you think this is a good time for Spooky Pinball to make a bold move like that? Or get alignment sheets to do some of the code in your games because there's enough time between releases? I don't know, part of me feels like we don't see that. We don't see personnel move from company to company. Now, I know Eric's an amazing guy, and I know he would like to be in like this small family-run kind of company. He's that kind of guy. I know Keith Elwin's a great guy as well. And I don't know if that would work, but I just wanted to throw that what if out there. Like, what if one of them joined a spooky pinball? How amazing would that be? Would that create too much of an ego clash? It might. It might. And since Chuck is where he's at right now, I mean, he's in the driver's seat. His family's in the driver's seat. If you're Chuck today... You wake up, and on some level, there has to be a little bit of, you know what, everyone told me I'm making games for me. That idiot Canada said, Chuck's making games for Chuck, and it's never going to work. And he must have woke up today and be like, see, he was wrong. I trusted my gut, and I made stuff I'm passionate about. Now, Chuck, I'm not completely wrong, because trust me, if you make more mainstream themes like Rick and Morty and Big Trouble and Gremlins and Beetlejuice, you will have way more, way more people trying to get the games than Halloween and Ultraman. I'm not wrong, and I hope Chuck understands that the real thing he discovered yesterday is Japanese culture and the geek stuff from the anime world of Japanese culture will sell, and I've been saying it forever, and I'm just going to say it right now on my hands and knees, please make Akira, or Akira as they would say. Please make it. If you think Ultraman is popular, Akira is the number one, the number one crossover anime Japanese sort of pop culture phenomenon from the late 80s to now. Like, it's a work of art. There was just an auction of Akira cells. A single Akira cell just sold for $100,000, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, it's not popular. No one's going to buy it. A hundred grand. If you worked with Kadashira Otomo and the artists who work on Akira, this thing would sell so fast, it's not even funny. And I just want to close out this podcast by saying that I also supported Spooky Pinball to the point where I bought a game. I did not buy a game to flip. 
I bought an Ultraman collector's edition with a butter cabinet. I'm going to get invoiced by Spooky Pinball any moment now. And I want to tell you why. I bought it because I do love Japanese culture. It's always been my thing. And I love nerdy stuff like this. And I love to discover things that I haven't fully been into. It's like Astro Boy, Ultraman. I know they're all there. They're all part of the Japanese world I love. And so this thing is going to look so great in my home one day, in my game room that's all inspired by stuff like Neo Geo, Akira, and this fits in perfectly. I also am going to get game number 500 of Ultraman. 500, which will be the last Ultraman off the line. And a few reasons why I want it number 500. First, I thought it would be cool to put next to Guns N' Roses next to 500, but also because I need room before I can put these machines in my house. And that gives me at least over a year to find a home before this game will be made. And that excites me because I need time to find a home, Charlie and company. And so I wanted to have a little bit of a delay and a pause. I'm not flipping this game. You won't see Canada's Ultraman 500 up for sale, but Canada also is in on the Ultraman family. So I'm happy to join you guys who are in that club. And I will say yesterday, what was also so much fun before I let you guys go is look at how much fun everybody was having. And that's also part of what sells these games yesterday. It's like you want to be in on the party. It's not just FOMO. You just want to be at the party. And if you're at the party and you got a game, it's fun to say, hey, I got through the door. I'm in. I got my game and everyone's doing like jumping jacks. That makes you feel good. This was a day that Spooky has worked so hard for. It was a day that has taken them years and tears and blood and sweat, and they made it, and they made it on their terms. And the other thing about this game is money's not going to Jerry at P-Rock. Money's staying with them and Ben Heck. The family came together for these games. That also matters a lot to them. This is their game. These were their games in their moment with the team that got them there. That makes them feel so damn proud. And I think they deserve a vacation. And it's like I said, if I were them, I would go spend a week in the Caribbean and go sit by a pool and by a beach, put your feet in the sand. You earned it. You get to take your victory lap, okay? You deserve your victory lap and you deserve to just enjoy life, come back with a clear mind and make these games and you guys did it. Congratulations to Spooky Pinball. This has been episode 597 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. Probably the greatest pinball moment of my life where I can say I'm glad I was wrong. Spooky Pinball, 1,750 games sold through, possibly sold out in less than a day. Amazing. Don't stop believing.